Welcome back to Old Dude Music Review. I'm your host, Tony, and today we're going to do Third Eye Blind's first album from 1997. I was sitting there thinking, you know, where do I go next? What is the next album that was important? And this is one of those albums that, uh, oh, wow, there's a lot of sad in this album. Not because the music's sad, but because of when it was in my life. My uh, marriage was garbage, and uh, we had really gotten to the point where we didn't have hallway sex, like we learned before, where you just walk past each other and say, fuck you, and we didn't talk to each other, and she worked nights, I worked days, I was a drill sergeant, my head was really messed up, because I was realizing the army wasn't what I thought it was, I was getting hit on by women, because I was a drill sergeant, so of course they're just hitting on you to get you to be nice to them. But of course I could, I was so naive, you know, I'd only been with one woman really, and that became enticing and, you know, it culminated with a letter coming from a private to my home saying how much she loved me and my wife reading it. And our marriage went to shit. She thought I was at work screwing privates all day. It was horrible, and this was the backdrop. So, so many of these songs, which was their big album, I mean, with so many big hits, um, really hit home. Like, how's it gonna be? I thought about that all the time. Because there were times I got angry that I was being accused of doing stuff I wasn't doing, and I didn't like my wife coming home drunk every night because she worked at a bar, and I knew she was being hit on. And she'd cry, he's going to divorce me. Because I think she was flirting with other guys and maybe doing stuff. I don't know. The reality is it's a really bad time in our life. But then we work through it. So now I listen to it and go, hmm. I remember that. And life's better now, so it's good. But I'll talk about each song when we get there. Um, I'm going to go in order except for how's it going to be. I Want You, which I love that fucking song. The Background, God of Wine, and Motorcycle Drive-By, Still, it's always on my list. I scream this every fucking morning. Because um, it is uh, a period in my life where I was fighting time. I was growing up. I don't want to. I was 26. 26? I think 26. Yeah, 97. No, 30. I just turned 30 when uh, this album came out. Um, I remember playing it in the house. Um, and it was after our bad times, so I learned to play all the songs on guitar. And my wife would be cooking, and I'd be playing this music. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a time, man. We all go through it. And this was mine. So, Third Eye Blind is the debut studio album by American rock band Third Eye Blind, released on April 8, 1997 by Elektra Records. The album was collectively written by Stephen Jenkins and Kevin Cadigan, while production was helmed by Jenkins and Eric Valentine. Recorded in around San Francisco at Toast Studios, Skywalker Ranch, and HOS, the album incorporated elements of alternative rock, post-grunge, and power pop. Never heard of that. Thematically, the album focused on a topic such as relationships, drug addiction, suicide prevention, and the band's experience of being signed to a major record label. Third Eye Blind was promoted with five singles. Summertime, time, live, baby, baby. I like a song, but I'm not making it special. Graduate, which you didn't really like. How's it going to be? Yes. Losing a whole year is good. And Jumper is awesome. 
The central theme of Third Eye Blind is loss, with the album exploring subjects such as suicide, crystal crystal meth addiction, and sexual abuse. Semi-Charmed Life, an alternative rock song composed with a rap-influenced singing style, was one of the first songs recorded for the album. The song focused on crystal meth addiction, although Jenkins contends that it's more broadly relates to changing periods in one's life. Title and artworks. When developed the band name, a title for their debut album, Jenkins saw a name with wit and a sense of punk rock irony. The name Third Eye Blind is meant to refer to the metaphorical third eye. Where the band was intended to satirize the concept, Ali and Roro were c- responsible for the album art direction, with the latter also crafting the band's Falling Man logo. Kate Garner was responsible for the album's photography, with the exclusion of the album cover, which was shot by Christine Alcino on December 16, 1996, in San Francisco, California. The shot features model Chandra Boatwright, eyes closed with her mouth wide open, as her and Jenkins' hands are placed on her forehead. Alcino commented that she was hired to photograph a young woman with an expressive mouth in my edgy Polaroid style. In order to achieve the expressive appearance, Boatwright roar bright red lipstick and dark eyeliner. And I looked it up because it's one of those great album covers. Um, Very iconic. And uh, just this is such a fantastic album. And we're going to start with Losing a whole year. But I'm going to pause and make sure the video is going to play right. All right, I'm glad I did because it's screwed up as usual. So here we go. Track one, Losing a Whole Year. I love the lyrics about used to spend the whole damn day in bed because if you think back to the beginning of your relationships, that's what you did, and then all of a sudden you just stop doing it. I love the dual guitars on this. If you listen, you have a more softer pop guitar, but then you have the grunge guitar over it. And this guitar doesn't get enough credit because he does some really nice riffs in this and some really cool runs, especially like Jumper.
I'm smiling. That is such a good line, man. Sink full of dishes and some aqua loop. Just a great opening song. I love the tonality of the, the guitars, the, the way they sang it. His voice is so, you know, he's got a little bit of a lisp, but I love his singing style. It's just one of those songs that now I smile at. But it, at the time, of course, I was thinking, this is my future. We're going to get a divorce. I'm never going to find love. My life's garbage. Blah, kill me. Um, next one's Narcolepsy. This is one of my favorite, all-time favorite great songs. I, I don't know why. It's just the guitars in it and the way they just incorporated. It's just such a different sound. There was nobody doing this. I mean, this album was huge because it's still huge. I mean, they re-released it. I bought it, the re-release. Um, God, it's just such, it's so good. I'm on a train But there's no one at the helm And there's a demon in my brain it starts to overwhelm, overwhelm, overwhelm. Get no real 
The breakdown is so awesome. It's about to happen. I fucking love this. fucking song. It's from 97 for fuck's sake. It's almost 30 years old. Every time I hear it, I have the feeling I heard it the first time when I smile. I just love that song. Next one was big on the radio. I mean, it's okay. I didn't think it was their best song. From this album, it was clearly not the best song, but it really took off. And it's Semi-Charmed Life. And I always want to say something else because it sounds like he's saying something else when he sings it. So simplistic, just a little ditty on the guitar and barely hear the bass and the drums. And then you just sing it. It's such a simplistic song, but I love it. And I speak to you like the chorus to the verse. Drop another line like a goader with the curse. Coming like a freak show takes the stage. We give them the game, sit place and say, I want something else to get me through this. Send me some kind of life. Just a really cute song. Now it makes a smile because when me and my wife started putting our marriage back together, she would wear this little nightgown. And I always think of this song um, sexually. Sorry. Don't vomit your mouth. 
Uh, Four, Jumper. One of the best songs on the album. This song. This is just a great song. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You could cut ties with all the lives that you've been living in. And if you do not want to see me again, I would understand. This next part, um, I have ran, lifted weights. I walk now. Like this morning, I walked six miles in the rain. This song comes up. And this next section, every time I hear it now, I am seeing a sunrise. I am seeing a field of corn where I used to run when I bought this album out in South Carolina. Um, I ran through these cornfields. I see Lock Sea in Clarksville, Tennessee running down by the river. Um, it, it always goes to me running somewhere. It's so weird.
just a fucking great song. Then we get kind of a yeah, graduate did good. I don't like this song at all. Uh, I'm gonna play it briefly. Never really liked it. Yeah. How's it gonna be? Is at the end? This is Thanks a Lot, which I think Thanks a Lot, Burning Man, Good for You in London are just they're there, but they're not good. Okay, the, of, of those, Thanks a Lot sucks, Burning Man sucks, Good For You is pretty good. I mean, I like that one section, and the lyrics are nice. This is London. I don't think this is a complete song at all. I think they just threw it on the fucking album. I think it sucks.
This is I Want You, and I have sung this to my wife a billion times. I love it. It's just a really, really good song. The suckers lose themselves in the games they learn to play. Shouldn't love to sing, but then their voices slowly fade away. People always take a step away from what is true. That's why I like you around. I want you. Nineteen eighty-six. She asked me to dance. That's what I think of every time I hear that line. Just a really good song. I love all the things they're doing in the background. The um, harmonics on the guitar are just... Oh, just fucking awesome. Okay, we're going to go with the background. I love this song. We used to play the whole damn thing on guitar, and it was one of my favorite songs to play because it's just beautiful. And... It, the lyrics sound like a girlfriend, but for some reason, whenever this song comes on, I think of my grandma. I don't know why, because um, she passed and I didn't get a mourner, and I think it hit me, because I didn't mourn her, because I was in a war zone, um, which I know she spent a lot of time in the hospital at the end, and uh, I don't know, it's just weird. It, it's more of, of a relationship song that, you know, ended. But that's what I think of. It's just a beautiful song. It is track uh, 12. So it goes, I want you. Uh, the background, motorcycle drive-by, which we'll skip, then God of Wine, and then we'll play the last two songs in full because they're just classics.
guitar solo is so fucking Just love that song. Just love it. it. It's such a good song. The next song is a sad song for me. I'm going to play it. But, um, man, it's, uh, it's a day I'd rather not remember when me and the wife really had a conversation about divorce. And <clears throat> she stayed in the bedroom and got drunk because she doesn't drink. And uh, for some reason, all the lyrics in this hit home because I was lost. And I made mistakes and didn't give her love and didn't give anybody love. I just went into a shell, which is what I'm doing now. Um, it's my way. I turn into a turtle when I break. So this song sucks. I'm, only, I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's called God of Wine. Crashing through the headlights of a car that 
moving on uh the most important song that they got on the radio was this one now it's less sad for me it was usually sass because the lyrics uh where he talks about the hammock lays empty we used to sit on our front porch at the time and watch the lightning together but we had gotten to a place that um god we just once again we just lost us and how's it going to be really, really helped? Because um, it was talking about how is it going to be when we're not us? And we both talked to this day about how we listened to this song because it was on the radio and we owned the CD and we both liked it. And it reminded us that we were still this. I mean, we're still the same people. We were just growing up and we had grown apart for a while because we were struggling with our own stuff. But we could still be us, and we could still love each other. We just had to work through things. And in retrospect, looking at it, you know, we got married, and I left like a year and a half later. I'm in Korea. I'm stuck there for a year and a half. Then I come back, and I go to a unit where for 18 months I'm in the field constantly. 
I don't get any time at the house. And then we move 18 months later again and move to Fort Lewis. And then I'm in the field for 18 months. Then I'm in drill sergeant school. I'm gone for four months. I come back. We pick up as a family, drive cross country. My wife loses her engagement ring. I get mad at her about it because I'm stressed. and I'm trying to get us to South Carolina and our van's a piece of shit. We're barely making it. And everything is just falling apart. And then I would start being a drill sergeant. And I go to work at four o'clock every morning and I get home at nine o'clock and she works nights. We never saw each other. And so of course some girls hitting on me made me feel good and took my eye off the ball. And of course some guys hitting on her at her club made her feel good because the person she loved and the person I loved, we weren't near each other to hit on each other. I would have a note of what I needed to do for the kids in the morning, and I would prep it and make lunches and things like that. And then she'd come home, I'd wake up. We wouldn't even kiss each other. We got so detached. Of course we had problems. It was normal. We were growing up. We got married at 19. She was 18. And now we're in our 20s, and life is going fast. And we can't even stop. We can't even get one address for over a year, right? I mean, it's tough. So we look back at it now smiling because that made us. It made us be able to be married this April 37 years. And there's times it's not perfect. And there's times I feel unloved, like lately, a lot. Well, there's plenty of, plenty of times she was sitting there that she thought I didn't love her and that we were distant or whatever. It's a marriage. You work through it. But how's it going to be? As melodramatic as it sounds, help save my marriage.
Here we go. Just a fucking awesome song. Still good song to this day. You can put this out right now and still play. And then comes the last song off the album. Um, not in order, but Motorcycle Drive-By. Um, two stories from this that are really, really funny. Um, I am... I am in South Carolina. Uh, no, Georgia. I'm in Georgia, and uh, I have <clears throat> this job where I'm I'm driving all the time. I'm running retail stores for this company, and and I fucking hated it. I got so sick of smelling fucking waffles and sleeping in a room where I couldn't sleep. I had insomnia, something bad, and you know my mental status was fucking horrible because it just brought back loneliness. Um, so I wasn't happy. So I would get drunk a lot, and I would bring a bottle of Jack, usually uh, Gentleman Jack, because I was rich, or Woodford's. And every night I'd go outside, like 11 o'clock, because I couldn't sleep. And I'd light a snogie and have a couple shots, which means I'd have a glass this big of Jack with just ice cubes in it. And so I'm sitting on the front porch of this, uh, um, I think it was... A, Country Inn and Suites in Hinesville, Georgia. Just a fucking shithole, but it's next to Fort Stewart. And this guy pulls up on a motorcycle, and he is every bit of a douche. Like every stereotype of a biker he's trying to pull off. He weighs maybe five pounds. He's got a leather vest on with a bird chest, a pair of cutoff shorts that you could see the pockets, which dudes don't do that, and a pair of boots. And to crown this achievement of douchery, he's got an American flag bandana on his head. And I just, I look up like, you fucking guy, you're such a cliche. Out walks this young girl who is smoking hot, beautiful, but she's probably 19, so it's not for me, but I still remark at the beauty. And she hops on, and she's wearing a halter top, a pair of Daisy Dukes that you got to shave, and I don't mean your legs, and a pair of boots. That it. That's it. She's getting on a motorcycle, and she's driving away. He lights a cigarette, and he drives away. Ashes flying in her fucking face. So I am just 40, I think. I'm 40. It was about... 10 years ago, so I'm 40, 45. 
And of course, I got a daughter who's grown. And I'm like, what the fuck? Go back in that building, put on some goddamn clothes, girl. You gotta show off your good stuff for free for a douche like that. You better, that motherfucker needs to buy you meals, some flowers. He needs to work for that. He shouldn't see it that quick. And also, I'm like, this is so fucking dangerous, man. Put, gotta put some pants on at least, a helmet, do something. You fall down, you're gonna get all scratched up. So I take a st- hit off my stogie. I blow the smoke ring and I stare at it and just for a second my brain twists and goes, God, you old fuck. They're just kids. They're invincible. You still think you're 30, but you're in your 40s, motherfucker. Man, you're getting gray hair. You got bald. You're, you're fucked up, bro. You're, you're old. You're hankered. You're just starting to fall apart. Your back's shot. Your knees hurt. These are young. So they are invincible. So they're not thinking about falling off that motorcycle. They just want to have fun. So they go out, have fun, fuck like rabbits. It's exactly what you did with a young girl in Alaska on a fucking cliff in a 68 Chevelle where you put a, le- a fucking yearbook on the accelerator so we could have heat in the car so we could have sex with each other because there's no place to have sex. I couldn't bring her to the barracks. I couldn't go to her parents' house. So we did it on a cliff, literally a cliff off the Kinnick arm. If that thing would have popped in gear, we'd be dead. But we didn't care because we're invincible and we loved each other and we wanted to have sex. And I smiled. I went, Jesus, this is motorcycle drive-by. Two young kids just wanted to have fun. That's all it is. So now when I hear this song, and it's about dreaming of a girl past, which I don't have, I married the girl past, and I'm still with her. So I don't have regrets on that girl that lit my soul and made me go, oh my God, I got to be with this person every second of every day. I had that feeling that I married her, and I'm really happy I did. So I don't have to think back like this song and Boston, Don't Look Back, and about every goddamn song that Rock's ever written of the girl you didn't get. You got once, and now you crave it, right? But it does make me think of my youth and how I still think I'm 30, even though I'm clearly not, and how I still wish for those endless summers where you just give zero fucks and you get drunk and you party and you chase that girl. And I don't want to chase the girl now. I just like to go back every once in a while with the girl I have and be that young couple again. It'd be really nice. Cause now we're the old couple. Kinda sucks, it's not as exciting. You grow up. So this song, makes me yearn for my youth. I love it. It's always on my playlist. I always play it working out or walking. And I screamed this this morning in the woods, pitch black fucking dark, not even deer were out. It was four, five o'clock in the damn morning. It was 4.30 when I started. So by six o'clock, I'm done. The sun still isn't the fuck up. And this was playing as I climbed this huge hill to get back into my car on Fort Campbell and I was screaming this and smiling inside 
because some reason it just reminds me of youth. Summertime and the wind is blowing outside And though it's Chelsea and I don't know What I'm doing in the city The sun is always in my eyes It crashes through the windows And I'm sleeping on the couch When I came to visit you That's when I knew That I could never have you I knew that before you did Still I'm the one who's stupid this burning like there's always been I've never been so alone and I've never been so alive Motorcycle drive by The cigarette ash flies In your eyes and you don't mind You smile And say the world It doesn't fit with you I don't believe you You're so serene Careening through the universe Your axis on the tilt Your guiltless and free I hope you take a piece of me with you And there's things I would like to do That you don't
Fucking love that song. I fucking love that song. It's 27, oh, is it? 27 years old. And it's just like yesterday. And yes, for those that are maybe seeing my face or listening, then I'm old. The burning never stops. It never stops. You still think you're young, you're still yearning for other things and. Nothing represents it more than music. Music makes us yearn for youth. It makes us yearn for who we used to be. It makes us wish we were somebody else. And sometimes it makes us feel like we're somebody else. It's such an amazing, amazing gift. And when artists like this put out an album like Third Eye Blind's first album with just incredible music on it, Man, it's such a gift because it's 27 years old and it still resonates to fans all over the world. This album is one of those albums. It's like a Jim Croce song. It just shows the fuck up. They didn't have any other good ones. That one song and the next one was okay. Blue was all right. But man, that album was just awesome. And I forgot all about it. I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to play? i got to come up with something um, for the next show that I wanted to do, an impactful album, and I heard, how's it going to be, come off my playlist, and I go, oops, there we go, third eye blind. So that wraps up another episode of Old Dude Music Review. Share with the family and friends. You found it on Flower Politic SoundCloud, and that's with a K. You can watch the video, 553-2123, 553-2123 on Rumble. I have no clue what I'm doing next, so I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to do it. We'll have the next Old Dude Music Review on the 31st of January, Year of Our Lord, 2024. I'll find something. Pull out an old album. If you want me to cover an album, just send an email to foppodcast, F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com, foppodcast, gmail.com. Tell me to review one of your favorite albums. I'd love to do it. Maybe give me some new music. Um, still have the idea of doing my current playlist, which I thought would be kind of fun. So if I don't come up with a new album, I'm just going to show my playlist and go through the songs briefly on that. Um, it's quite an interesting, eclectic group of music from Taylor Swift to Slipknot. So it's quite a bit of stuff that it doesn't matter what I'm feeling in the morning when I go to work out. I just push play and something comes up that lights my fire. Make sure you disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yous, yeah, yeahs. Be present with your family and friends. And as always, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.